Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It is your boy, Long Beach Joe. Salute to everybody. Um, man, we're coming back. I hope everyone had a happy holiday. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. I hope everyone had a good time with their families. I hope everything was safe out there. Uh, but guess what? <laughs> the Jets got themselves a W. The Jets got themselves a W today, or excuse me, a couple of days ago. Uh, Jets beat the Browns 23-16. to 16. There's a lot of things going on in this football game. We all know the Browns are dealing with a lot of different stuff coming into the game. The Roro, as everybody knows, the situation. But the Jets were able to find a way, you know, and things look good, particularly defensively. The Jets looked really good. They looked really good. Uh, a lot of pass rush, a lot of guys getting after it. And there's a lot of things that have come about, too, you know, rumors since then. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. But listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show, like that page, my content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me, I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's get into the show. I'm fired up. I'm fired up, y'all. I'm telling you, I'm hyped. I know some people are extremely upset. You know, the Jets got themselves a W against the Browns. Got some callers on the line already. I will be coming to you folks very quickly. Um, But, hey, look, the Jets got it done. The Jets got it done, man. They got it done. Uh, You looked at the situation coming in. We all had questions about, you know, how the Jets were going to handle things. What what were they going to be able to do offensively? Defensively, we had some questions. Um, And the Jets showed up and showed out. Um, Offensively, I thought the Jets looked pretty good. Sam Darnold, I think, you know, was very solid in his football game. He played a very clean game, no turnovers. You know, the kid went out there and did what it took. He did what it took. And And I really enjoyed his play. Uh, he made a lot of very solid throws in this football game, uh, particularly there was one throw he made in between some linebackers that I thought was amazing. I thought it was completely amazing. He really threaded the needle, got it in there, um, and it was a really solid throw. Um, there was other guys as well on the on the team that made plays. Jamison Crowder offensively, I thought, looked you know really good in this football game. Um, he made some plays too. He was a guy, he threw a touchdown to Barrios. Um, You know, I think it was like a 43-yard touchdown. So guys were out there doing what it takes, doing what it took. And uh, the only thing I didn't like offensively was I was hoping that we would see more of the young guys. We've talked about this on a weekly basis, how, you know, we hope the gays would (laughs) get the ball in the hands of the young guys more often. But, you know, we didn't necessarily see that in this game. But Gore, again, he went out as well, um, you know, with a lung contusion. So he missed, you know, a bit of the game. But, man. Just offensively, I thought we were solid. Another thing I liked as well, offensively, Chris Herndon, he made some plays. He had a TD in this football game. You know, I know the Herndon boys, they're going to be all over me. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's, he's made some plays in the last two games, so I'm going to definitely give him, you know, his credit. Rashad Perryman, I thought, um, alligator armed a ball. I didn't like that much at all. Um, you know, but things were – we had things, you know, going pretty well offensively. I thought we were decent. Defensively, though, is what I was really proud of us. Um, I thought our defense was phenomenal. Our pass rushes was unbelievable in this game. John Franklin Myers, I thought, played well. Um, Terrell Basham made plays. They were all over Baker Mayfield. They forced him into some turnovers, too. Um, Really like what we did. We really, really got after it in this game. 
there was one garbage call that I just, I almost lost it. When Fadu Kasi got that rough in the passer call, I just almost, man, <laughs> I almost threw everything that I had in front of me at a wall because it was crazy. The man had his arms out and his chest open, and he literally chest bumped Baker Mayfield, and they gave him a ridiculous call, you know, ridiculous. But, um, you know, another thing, you know, again, our defense, I thought, played solidly. Bless Austin, you know, got that pass interference call, but it is what it is, you know. We, we get a call from him weekly. Uh, but everything else, I thought Hall, uh, Bryce Hall played well. Uh, so we, we made plays there. Marcus May played well. So guys were out there doing their thing. But special teams, whoa, particularly Ficken. Oh, my goodness. This guy Ficken, <laughs> this guy Ficken is terrible. All right? We're definitely going to be looking for a kicker in the offseason. Goodness gracious, he misses field goals. Then he kicked. Uh, you know, right after we were trying to really close the game out and put the Browns away, he gives them excellent field position and kicked the ball out of bounds. It's like, come on, dude. You got to get it together. We, we've got to look for a new kicker. We've got to. This offseason, we've got to. We've had so many issues. If it wasn't Ficken, then it was Castillo with his nonsense, his issues, missing kicks. I mean, it was ridiculous. But, again, the dominance from the defense I thought was – I thought it was very solid. And, again, a lot of guys that I think we can go forward and, and build with. So I really, really like what we did there defensively. Um, and now, you know, we all hearing it. The rumors are coming out that Chris Johnson has informed many people within, you know, the Jets' internal, you know, front office that he's going to fire Adam Gaze at the end of the season. Hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, you know, he, You know, it, it is what it is there. Um, a lot of people, I used to have a lot of people hit me up at the end of the, you know, at, at the end of my streams or during my streams talking about how upset they were or angry that they were that he hadn't been fired earlier, which I completely understood. But some people started to talk about that they thought that Adam Gaze was going to be staying around, you know, that he would be here for another season. And I always said, you know, that would be an egregious decision. If you kept Adam Gaze here for another year or tried to extend him, whatever, that you would be making a gigantic mistake for this franchise, okay? Because clearly he set us back years. Just his coaching alone has set us back quite some time. So, you know, that's floating around out there. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. We have quite a bit to talk about. The Jets are now also locked in for the number two pick in the first round. I know people are upset about that as well. <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about. So I'm going to get to these lines. Salute to everybody again. Um, happy holidays to everybody. I hope everyone's having a good time. I'm going to get to these lines. I'm going to talk to the callers. We're also going to talk to the savages in the chat. If this is your first time listening to me, uh, you know, I live stream while I do my show. So I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage. No one is safe out here. No one. Not even me. <laughs> not even me. So we're going to get to the lines. Uh, we're going to go to Elias, man. I want to hear from Elias today. Elias, my friend, how are you doing? How are you feeling about the Jets beating the Browns 23 to 16? Yo, what's going on, man? Seems like it's been a while. How you doing? Yeah, it's been a little bit. It's been all right. You know, I've been all right. How about yourself? Happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. You too, man. Uh, honestly, man, like, I'm not mad about winning this because after I saw the, you know, how Jacksonville played, I'm like, hey, if we lost this game, they're not being in Indianapolis. So it, it really makes no difference. So, 
Uh, it was good to see them play well. I I was really impressed by the defensive line. And, man, I heard the best news ever today, which uh, the Adam Gates getting fired isn't, you know, I, I expected that. But the report is that Joe Douglas is going to be the main guy in the coaching search. That's got me yep. excited because yeah. I don't want this clown Christopher Johnson picking another, picking like who, like Bill O'Brien or someone. So, yeah, man. But uh, going back to the game, uh, defensive line played real real well. We got, like, three turnovers on Baker Mayfield. Part of it was, like, on his struggle was they didn't have any wide receivers because, you know, some guys got on the runner list. But, um, and then, but, man, Sam, he was okay. You know, completion percentage not great. But, man, I, you know, we don't need Trevor Lawrence. We got Jameson Crowder. You can build around him. And he probably <laughs> threw the best ball of the season. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know what? But I tell you what. Listen, you know, Jamison did play a very solid game. I think he had like 92 yards off of seven catches. I thought he played extremely well, and I thought that that throw to to yeah, was solid. Rush. But even going back to what you were talking about with, with Darnold, I looked at him and I saw a guy that really made plays out here today. And I know, you know, he only had like 175 yards on the day, but I thought he played a very solid and clean game. You know, I think he did. And he had two TDs on the day. I thought he looked good. My question for you is, especially when we're talking about, you know, Gaze not being here for the future, which we'll get into that in just a second. Um, do you believe that Sam Darnold is a guy that can turn it around if given the proper coaching? Dude, this us not having that number one pick makes it interesting now because now there's actually kind of a debate. Before it was kind of pretty obvious that the Jets are most likely going to take Trevor Lawrence, but now it gives you a debate. I honestly do believe in the guy. I think – I'm not 100, percent you know, sure if he could do it here. I think he'll be a solid quarterback. I think it's so tough, man, because he's played okay the past two weeks. He's been awesome this year, though, as a whole. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you could say talent around him, but you know, look at what Deshaun Watson is doing. He hasn't have anything around him either. He doesn't have a. Oh no, he's got either, something so around him. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, no. wait a second. Wait a second, Elias. Yes, he does. Deshaun Watson has more than what we have. And also, okay, he's Brandon had more Cook, than what he would. Well, he's got Cooks. He's also, I mean, when Will Fuller was healthy, he had Fuller. If Will you Fuller look at his offensive Sunday. line, it's better than what we have here. Um, it, you know, mm, th- those yeah. things matter. And especially when you have, and I'm not, again, I'm not caping for Darnold. I'm just telling you the facts here. Especially when you've had Deshaun Watson, or not Deshaun Watson, excuse me, especially when you've had, you know, the wide receiver that he had in the past before they traded him. Uh, when you look Hopkins, when you look at what he's had with Hopkins, he had two years, you know, to really learn the game with the number one wide receiver. Sam has never had that. He's never had that. That's a good point. Yeah, Nothing. for sure. So I, I think it's, yeah, you know, and, and look, I understand. And, again, I'm not a Sam caper. If, if I'm not caping for Sam. When he plays badly, I'm the first one to say it. But I really feel like there's unfair assessment with him because everyone compares him to all these other quarterbacks. And you just did it. You talked about Deshaun Watson. Some people talk about, you know, um, um, you know, Josh Allen, I hear a lot of people, well, Josh Allen's doing better. Yeah, because he's got better talent, better coaching. Sam has never had that. Sam is, since he's gotten here, Sam has always had a bottom-feeding offensive line. That's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, for sure. He's had no weapons. And and this year's offensive squad is worse than last year's. And we were ranked 32nd yeah, in the offense last close. year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just close. saying, like, before – and I understand the allure of all these other young quarterbacks as well. Fields, I know his name is starting to come around. Wilson, people are starting to really get fired up about Zach Wilson. I'm not disrespecting anybody. But all I'm saying is when you talk about Sam Darnold and you talk about his situation, please give it a fair assessment. 
That's all I'm saying is give the guy a chance because he, if he was given better coaching, if he was out here throwing interceptions with the weapons that Baker Mayfield usually has on the, on the, you know, on the weekly, I'll be the first person to tell you, he, his ass needs to get out of here. <laughs> he needs to be gone. But that's not, you know, yeah, what, what, that's not what's happening on a weekly basis. You know what I'm saying? But with that, Elias, I don't want to get hung up on that too much. But, again, with the news that Gaze is going to be gone, you touched on that a little bit, where do you think the Jets rank as far as, you know, spots that Ooh, are available like for new question. head coaches? Yeah, where do you think we rank? I want to know. Let me know. Where do you think we rank, you know, the teams out there like the Chargers, Jags, Lions, Texans, Falcons? Where do you think we rank within that, in those teams? Okay, so based on who I think is going to be getting fired, I would say three. So number one is the Chargers, no doubt about it. You got a stud quarterback, you got a bunch of weapons, a ton of talent. Just they've been back because they haven't been coached well. So that's, and then number two, I would, you know, Jacksonville, like they're not a great team, but you know having Trevor Lawrence with you know the title of generational talent and how good he is as a prospect, I think that makes him a little more attractive than the Jets. Texans, I don't mm-hmm. think are an attractive spot at all. You get a stud quarterback, but you don't have a first round pick, you don't have a second round pick. You don't have any salary yeah. cap space. You have a bad roster, too. So I would yeah. put maybe the Jets three. If the Bengals fire their quarterback, that would, that would be more attractive than Jets because you got Joe Burrow. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the Falcons I don't think are insanely attractive. they got a great team, but quarterback-wise, they're paying them a ton of money. Um, and you don't really have the opportunity. You, you have the opportunity to draft your quarterback there, but you're still paying Matt Ryan so much money. So I'm mm-hmm. just not, I'm pretty sure those are all the head coaching openings. Detroit is definitely not as attractive as the Jets. Um, who else? Chicago might fire their guy. I don't. They're in a bad position to draft the quarterback, and their quarterback Mitchell Trubisky is, and Nick Foles are not good at all. So um, mm-hmm. I would probably put the Jets either three or four. Before I would have put them one or two, but now I think three or four. I don't. I don't think it's completely out the window that you're going to get an awful head coach, but um, yeah. I don't think it's. Yep. I don't think you're going to get an awful head coach. I think you'll get someone good. A guy I'm looking at is um, Brian Dable because a lot of guys like to stay in their division, and taking yeah. him from Buffalo would be huge. Yeah, man. So I'd, I'd be yeah. real interested in that. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what we work with. I don't want any. Dude, I just don't want to, like a guy who gets fired this year and then you hire him right after like games. Like in my opinion, if coach gets fired, unless they're like. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Then they gotta be a, like a coordinator for like a year and reassess themselves. Like I don't, I don't want to retread. To be honest, I don't want Harbaugh. I don't want Doug Peterson. So it, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that's gonna be going on and a lot to talk about. I mean, like you said, you know, I, I kind of see us there as well as kind of that maybe three, possibly two, depending on how you look at things. Because I know some people talk about the Jags and their ownership, and they're not necessarily like excited about what they're doing or what they've done in the past as well. But I think we're up there. I think we're higher than a lot of people want to rank us. And especially when you talked about, and that's what I was going to bring up too, the Texan situation. Everyone goes, well, they got Deshaun Watson. Well, yeah, but they also have issues with the salary else. cap and the, yeah, and, and the floor is lowering. And then, like you said as well, the draft pick, they don't have much. And you've got a bad roster, you know, full of people that you, you're probably going to, you know, have to move on from. So you're going to be stuck for a second with him, but nothing else around him. So, that was a great take there. But, Elias, I got to get back to these lines, man. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. And I want you to have a good night, all right? Absolutely, man. You too. Now you have a good one.
Whew, Elias calling in with the fire. I'm going to keep banging to these lines. Salute to everybody. Happy holidays to everybody. I want to thank everybody for joining and watching. Um, oh, yeah, everybody's talking. About, listen, my eye, for those of you that are not watching the live stream, if you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, uh, my eye's a little swollen here. It is a sty. I have no clue <laughs> what's going on here. But I'm not going to let that stop the show. You know, that's why I was like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to hide. It's a sty. It's a, it was smaller than this. I don't know what happened. I woke up. It was crazy. So, it is what it is, but I'm not going to let that stop me. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to keep talking about these jets. We're going to keep talking about what we have coming up for the future. So I'm going to get to my next caller. Um, I'm going to go on. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing Chris on. We're going to talk to Chris. Listen, Chris, first off, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. I want you to give me your thoughts on the Jets beating the Browns 23-16. to 16. Well, hello, Joe. Um, for your eye, I, I wish you a speedy recovery. I hope you had a <laughs> good holiday and a good vacation. Um, yeah. Now, for your question, there are two sides of this. I'm happy on one side, but I'm kind of disappointed on the other. And I'm going to get to I'm going to get to you get to it why. I'm happy that they win that they won. You know, for the you know the players to get used to the winning. But the reason I'm disappointed is because I wanted them to lose. Because it, it has nothing to do, and here's why I don't want to confuse anybody. The reason I wanted them to lose is not because of the draft pick. Considering I'm not a fan of draft picks, I don't trust them. It never works well. Um, okay. I wanted them to lose because to send a message to coaching staff and ownership that we, and you should agree with me on this, that we as Jets fans are tired of the way the culture has been in the past couple of years, maybe a decade, and we want to change in the team. That's why by losing, it'll send ownership a message. That's pretty much why I wanted them to lose. It has nothing to do with Trevor Lawrence. It has nothing to do with draft picks, nothing like that. But that's the main reason. Um, Okay, well, hold on. Hold on a second, Chris. Again, listen, I want to thank you again for calling in. I I look at – I look at the situation. I hear what you're saying. You know, you, you being frustrated, you're being upset with the way that the culture and everything is, but you can win and still change the culture, right? Like, look at this situation. We just beat the Browns, right? We beat them 23-16. We got the job done. And reports are flying that we're going to fire Adam Gaze and that they're going to allow Joe Douglas to pick our next head coach. Is that not changing the culture? Because one of the big so reasons fun. why we were losing, one of, one of the biggest issues that we had um, you know, in our locker room period was Adam Gaze. He even ran off players while he was here. You know, we talked, Jamal Adams came out and talked about him. Quincy and New was talked about issues they had with him. There's been multiple players that have popped off and talked about things. So we're getting rid of the, one of the guys that, well, one of the biggest problems that the Jets have, and we're going to hire a new guy that's going to come in and be able to set the situation and get the culture together around here to help us turn it around. I mean, isn't that exactly what we're doing now and we still won? Uh on one side, yeah, I, I agree with you now that I just heard it. And then the second reason, okay. there's another reason that I wanted them to lose is because the reason, and also I wanted the Browns to win because if, I'm sure there are Browns fans probably watching you. But the reason was because <laughs> if, the Browns, if the Browns would have won, not only, would it, not only would they have clinched the division, they could have had a first-round bye as the second seed in the playoffs because they deserved it. They worked hard to get to where they are now from being 0-16 to 10-5, and 5, you know, if you think about it. Okay. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I mean, look, and look, I, I, I hear you, Chris, but he, he, here's the deal. Here's the deal. When you you got to earn everything that you want in the NFL. There is no, hey, you deserve this. There is no, you earn everything. How many times have we mm-hmm. gone against teams that we were better than or we thought we were better than, you know, in the past and got smacked? I remember last year we played the Dolphins. So we have, do, do they just give away wins in the league? That's not how it works. If you don't go out mm-hmm. there and earn every single victory, it is what it is, especially when, again, this is just what we call Jets here. Look, you go out there. I don't give a damn if you think you're the greatest thing smoking or whatever you've done, you know, to build your football team to wherever it's gotten. If you do not go out there and earn a win against whatever team that you're going out there, then you deserve to lose. That's it. Right. That's how the NFL works. You got a point. You know what I'm saying? You got a point. Yeah, that's how the NFL works. If you don't go out there and, and show and prove, if you don't go out there and put the pedal to the metal and take that game away, there is nothing gifted in the NFL. Nothing. So – Point. It kind of is what it is but there. I but, Chris, I, listen, but I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. I want to thank you for oh, calling in. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Just to conclude, um, I have to admit, and I, I didn't see the game, but I did see the highlights. I have to admit, the way that Sam hit that left, left tackle from the Browns, oh. that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he ran over that, that linebacker, cool. yeah, he dropped his shoulder. and Yeah, you know, didn't I don't want to see him do that too much. Yeah, I don't want to see Sam Didn't do that too much, that. okay? <laughs> I don't want to see him take them shots too much, but, you know, it is what it is. But, right, again, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Same, my friend. You take care of yourself, all right? Happy holidays. Wish your family happy holidays for me and a happy new year. All right, same <laughs> to you, my friend. You have a good one. Happy holidays to you and your family. Whew, listen, Chris calling in with a unique perspective. I respect everybody, you know, but, uh, you know, listen, this is this is football. And if you don't go out there and earn those victories, it's done. It's quiet for you out here. Nobody gets gifted anything in this league, period, point blank. Unless you go out there and earn it, you're not getting it. So I'm going to keep going on with these callers out here. Salute to everybody in the chat. Again, my eye will be okay. I want to thank everyone for the concern. <laughs> I'll be all right. We'll get through this. But I'm not going to let it stop us from talking about this Jets victory and talking about where the Jets are going. Definitely want to get into it. You know what I'm saying? So going to go to the next caller. Salute to them, caller. Thank you for calling in. I want you to give me your thoughts about the Jets beating the Browns 23 to 16. Hey, what's going on, bud? It's Chris from Florida. You know what? I'm actually really happy uh, about the Jets beating the Browns. Uh, I was unfortunately being pulled into the whole tank for Trevor and stuff, but in the end of the day, <laughs> it's all happened and happened. You know, move on from that and just appreciate that the team is moving forward and the team is still looking like you've got quality players and we're not a yeah. forgotten we're not a forgotten organization. You can't let that you can't let all this negativity overcome you. We all know what was the problem from this team. We all know who was the biggest issue walking into that office and when they yeah. were given the job. Now we have a sign of hope. Now this is all I'm gonna say right here. As a fan I honestly believe, as a fan, not as an expert, not as somebody who's uh, done the game, as a fan who's watching, Sam Darnold was clearly given a bad deal. Sam Darnold was clearly not mm-hmm. taken care of. And you could see almost the perspective of what Sam could have had because of Baker Mayfield. Look what happened when Baker Mayfield played with Jets and literally yep. and his offensive line was diminished because of COVID. That it was Sam Donald. That has been Sam Donald's position for the past three years. 
and and he lost to and the Browns lost to us. They lost to the Jets. That only had one win on them so far. So I'm not trying to yeah. say our team was enough. But look, everyone was so convinced the first year of Baker Mayfield, oh, he was hyped, just like Sam. The second year, he was a disappointment, just like Sam. Third year, though, they got the right coach to take care of him, and now he was moving up. But then he took away his weapons, and he looked just like Sam. I'm telling you. Exactly. Exactly. So as far as my opinion, I think when we heard the reports about what the deal is as far as Christopher Johnson's position and the hiring and Joe Douglas's position. I'm, I'm, I like what I hear. All I can say is whatever the coach picks, I'm going to go with. I personally, as a fan, hope they stick with Sam Donald and they give him at least one year because what do you have to lose if you do stick with Sam Donald for that one year you have, that this fourth year that is still already guaranteed, you know, you don't have to pick up the last his fifth year yet, and you can use at least all those other draft picks to build around the team. And then if it doesn't work out with Sam, you've got the next, you've got the very following year, and you've got more players than you had the year before. You know, yeah. that's, that's how I see it. I think Joe Douglas's draft picks were quite good this year. I would have to give it a good B plus, only because two out of the a few of them were uh, was injury prone, but also that we. We all still wonder why he picked a quarterback. I don't get it. But I, in Joe, we trust this 2021. This is – I'm preaching yeah. it. Yeah, for, yeah I, you Go know, ahead. you bring the fire right You bring the fire right now. I mean, you talking that talk. Yeah, listen, listen. I, I agree with everything that you're pretty much saying. Um, I look at the situation kind of the same way. You look at the situation with Sam, you have to see, especially with the situation that we're in right now, I think it would be smart to bring him back to, you know, pick up that option. And, again, you may have him again because I think you might be able to franchise him as well after uh, the year with the option too. But you can pick up that option, continue to build and move forward with that pick and figure out what you're going to be doing in the, in the future with him. Now, I, I like that ideal. Um, I, you know, I was talking about it before, even if we had a first-round pick, or even if we had the first pick in the first round, I thought it'd be smart for us to trade down and continue to build around him that way. Because like you said, the biggest issue that we've had here has been coaching. And now we're getting rid of the guy, you know, according to reports, they're going to fire him right after the season is done. Uh, and, and we're going to go out there and, you know, find the right guy to move forward with us. And especially like you said, and Joe, you trust, listen, it's all about Joe Douglas finding the right guy, finding a guy that understands his vision and is able to carry it out. Now with that said, because you're bringing the fire right now, where do you think we rank on the list of teams that have available head coaching spots? Like, do you have us first? Do you have a second? Do you have us last? Where do we rank on your list? Out of all the out of the top five teams that I think that are currently open in positions that we know about, uh, concerning yeah, the like Falcons, the Chargers, the Jags, the Lions, the Texans, and the Falcons. Exactly. So with those positions, I would have to say we rank third. However, I do believe that if Again, Joe, we trust, because this is the thing. Joe Douglas has to be the man to sell the team. As the GM, he mm-hmm. has to, Johnson has to sit aside, just give Joe Douglas a blank check and say, you and your team of professionals that you hired to not only pick the players, but also now pick the coach and analyst will go ahead and pay what it, I'll pay the bill, just get who you yep. need, and Joe Douglas needs to sell the team. 
I believe, I truly believe that we've heard so many good things from other coaches, other staff members, and even reporters saying how much Joe Douglas has gained the respect of the franchise. I do not mm-hmm. doubt that Joe Douglas will pull out a top, top coach into this company because everyone talks about the Matt Rule situation, how Matt Rule was pushed. The reason he didn't take it, the job, because he was forced and being pushed to take someone he didn't want under his staff. And who was the GM yep. at the time? It was McCagnin. This is a completely different situation. Joe Douglas is the man who is in charge of the staff, and he is the one who's going to present this team, present what things we have. We have the second biggest cap space. We have multiple draft picks. We are the biggest selling city for one of the greatest um, places to gain money and profit. I'm not just talking about coaching either. I'm talking about players. Joe Douglas, yep. with the way he presents himself and the way he presents things and outcomes, I truly feel I feel like I have faith in him. So I do think mm-hmm. we may be seen as like the top third or fourth, but Joe Douglas could make us look like a top one fit if he just mm-hmm. sells the team the right way. And I trust him. Chris talking that talk right now. I love your I love your takes. I love the energy. I love the takes. I love what you're bringing to the table, and I agree. That's some factual yeah, stuff, one especially one like you. Though, go ahead. Go the ahead. one thing I have to say though is this: even on Christopher Johnson and Joe Douglas, whichever coach we pick, as long as we're open-minded, I ha- I have to have faith that. If Joe Douglas trusts in the coach, he also has to trust in the coach's decision because you hire the coach, you're hire, you're letting him make this team. So if he decides he wants he wants Darnold, I trust in the coach's decision. But if he wants a different quarterback, I trust in this coach's decision. I just need to know that Joe Douglas is going to get the right coach first. That's how I'll feel about the team, the, the roster later on. You know, as far as Sam, I hope he stays. But no matter what, I have to trust Joe Douglas first. Show me that you truly are the man that everyone's talked about and the man I truly feel is going to lead my team to a Super Bowl! Mm. Yo, salute to you, Chris. You're bringing the fire, my friend. It was great speaking to you tonight. You have a good night, man. Thank you, bro. J-E-T-S, Jets! Listen, Chris brought the fire. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. Chris brought the fire. All right. Woo. <laughs> he, he, you know, he touched on a lot of great points. Um, and you know, he brought it. He brought it. I'm talking about. He believes in Joe Douglas. You know, going forward, he's excited about where the team's headed, and he thinks we're ranked third. I got a big question for a lot of people. And again, if you want to call in, it's 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Woo, we got quite a bit of callers. Everyone be patient. I will get to every single person. Before I get back to these callers, I want to go to the chat really quickly. I want to talk to the savages. That's what I want to do. We got some savages in the chat. Really quickly, TJ Decker in the chat. Salute to you, TJ. TJ says, now that Gaze is going, I pray the media feast on him Sunday. These beat writers are suckers, and they do anything to defend him, so they have to have insight in the situation. Let the dogs loose and drill him with tough questions. Woo. Woo. TJ also says, what a waste of two years and potentially Sam's career. Yeah. 
And and that's what I, you know, I look at the situation again, when Gage is let go, if if these reports are completely correct, when he's let go, listen, (laughs) we've got to find the right guy. The next head coaching hire, even though we're talking about players constantly, even though we're constantly talking about, you know, all the things that we have going on with the draft upcoming free agency and all that stuff. One of the biggest decisions the New York Jets are going to have to make going forward is who's going to be the next head coach of the Jets. Because that changes everything. Because you also got to think the head coach also changes some of the players you may want. Do they fit his scheme? Do they fit what he wants to do? How can he utilize their skill sets? Is he even good at utilizing skill sets? Look what happened with Adam Gaze, right? There were guys that we thought, Sam Darnold, guy that we thought, hey, he looks good. We know that he doesn't necessarily have the greatest offensive coordinator, you know, in Bates. But once we move on and they bring in Gaze, he looks nothing like the quarterback that he was before. Nothing. He looks like a check down Charlie. So it is what it is. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going to these calls. We're going to get right back to it. Got quite a bit of callers. Everyone, please be patient. I'm going to my guy. I think this is Val, man. I think this is my dude, Val. That's what I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Val, is this you on the line? Are you here to talk to me about yes, the Jets sir. beating the Browns 23 to 16? Is this you, Val? Happy holidays to you and your family. What are your thoughts on us winning this football game, man? Happy holidays, Joe. First on first, I need to hear that J-E-T-S chant real quick. You already know how to We have some great news. We have some beautiful news that we just heard today. Adam Gase in that dark cloud is go- that was hovering around us for two years. We are finally, finally going to be free from this guy and these horrible screens. We don't have to see no more screens, no more, no TV more screens. screens. We, can actually, we can actually see the TV now. So, so I, I'm happy. So yeah. <laughs> I just have to yeah, get but that out of the way. before we get in there, first <laughs> off, again, thank you, Val, for calling in. Salute and happy holidays to you and your family. And but I, I want to let's touch on the game first before we get into Adam Gates. I really want to talk to you about what we saw out there. What were your thoughts about the defense and how they attacked Baker in this football game? I thought our pass rush was phenomenal. How are you feeling about Nate the Shepherd? You know. Um, uh, Basham and John Franklin Myers, those guys getting after it. Man, let me tell you, I haven't seen Shepard in I don't even know how long, and I'm starting to see him game and game out. And we don't have no Quentin Williams reminding everybody. We do not have Quentin yep. Williams out there, and they are bowling. I definitely love yep. it. They're, they can't. They couldn't even run the ball. We just stopped Chubbs. Chubbs been running all over defensive linemen all season long, and we actually stopped them. So that's how you know we have some guys that probably want to be here or not that is really showing out and, you know, that is hungry. And I, I really love it. I love how the defense is coming out. And that defensive line, we definitely got to build around that. And we, we yeah. see a bright spot. Yeah. What were your thoughts about that that terrible call against Fadukasi, that roughing the passer? I mean, the guy had his arms out and chest had his arms out and his chest out and just bumped Baker and got that call. How are you feeling about these nonsensical calls that we've seen all year kind of go against us as far as roughing the passer and stuff like that? 
Man, I mean, it's just it's a lot of it's a lot of bad calls. I can't even lie. It's a lot of bad calls that goes um our way, and it's just that we just gotta we gotta just take advantage. If we get those, you know, those plays that we're supposed to get, we gotta at least you know try to help ourselves as well too. At least mm-hmm. I, I was saying the offensive the offensive offensive um like um ah the offensive plays and stuff. Like I feel like yeah. we're we're um limiting the penalties and stuff. So I would say we're doing a good job with that. We're not, we don't see too many offsides as we did last year. So I would say there's some improvement with that. And, you know, we don't have no bus or scream always, you know, holding and stuff. So we actually, yeah. you know, improving in that as well too, because that was a huge problem when we had bus or scream. Yeah, that, so, yeah. Oh, I remember those days. It was, that dude was a walking <laughs> pass interference penalty. Woo, Man, that was horrible. But, <laughs> it was but bad. Going to the offense real quick. What are your thoughts about Sam Darnold in this football game? How do you feel about him and his performance? I would say it was a decent game. He he definitely played it safe. He was passing the ball. He wasn't he wasn't playing hero ball again. This is the second week, so you know he's doing Talk very good with that. Yeah, he's doing he's doing very good with that. And Chris Her- um Hurden, he I guess he learned how to catch. I guess towards the end of the season, um I don't even know if I just said his name right, but um the tight end. But yeah, Herndon, so, yeah, Chris Herndon. Yeah, yeah, Herndon, Herndon, yeah. So yeah, I guess he learned how to catch and stuff. So he's catching touchdown passes. Um, Sam Donald, I feel like he, you know, he's not rushing the passing. Yes, he did get a couple of sacks, but he's not forcing it. I, I do want him to at least throw the ball away instead of running out of bounds to put us in like all the way, you know, back and stuff. Yeah. So I, I would say, yeah, yeah I, I would say, you know, he, he has some time to clean up, but. You know, let's see what happens in the future. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Now, even going back to this head coaching search that we have, you know, that we could possibly have coming up with Gaze being gone, where do you have us ranked? Like, you know, where do we rank? It's Chargers, Jags, Lions, Texans, Falcons. That's just what we know, the openings that we know uh, as of right now. Where do you have us ranked within, you know, the the squads that have have, uh, head coaching uh, positions available? Okay, so I, I actually when I was listening, I was he- hearing your line of questioning, so I actually wrote it down. Um, I have the LA Chargers <laughs> at number one. <laughs> okay. I have um, number two, the Jaguars. I have the Jets at number three. I have the Houston Texans at number four, and I have the Lions at number five. Mm. Okay. So I, I so definitely have the Jets this ranked way. at number three. Okay, when you, you have us ranked at number three, I'm gonna pay devil's advocate for just a second. You look at the okay. situation, say you have a top coaching candidate, right? Like, who's your top guy right now that you would like to see the Jets hire? That's kind of tough. That's kind of tough. You're going to have to come back. Uh, we're going to have to come back to that. I'm still debating on a lot of stuff. But Greg Roman, I think I, I ruled him out because he doesn't know that okay. how to adjust. And and defensive play, um, defensive coach-minded could actually, you know, discover his – his play, he doesn't okay. know so, how to change it up. So yeah. What do you what do you say about like Brian DeBow? Like what do you say about DeBow or or Arthur Smith? Brian DeBow. Yeah. Oh, Arthur Smith. I've been hearing a lot about Arthur Smith. I don't okay. really know okay. about let, let's, Brian let's DeBow. Go, let's go so, with Arthur Smith. Yeah. Let's okay. go with Arthur Smith. Say that's your guy, right? Say he's a top head mm-hmm. coaching candidate right now, right? Say you have a top head coaching candidate, and they look at the situation and they say, uh, I like the team. I think I can build, but. I don't like that Sam is here. Do you think that 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 Sam being here 
could push some head head coaching candidates, some of the guys that we want, do you think that could push some of them out the door, and do you fear that? Oh, well, there's been a report that came out today, actually, that I actually like to hear is that the coach, whoever we bring in, is going to have a decision on if they want Sam Donald or if they don't want Sam Donald. So that, that's mm-hmm. been discovered today. So it was a lot of great news today, you know. So mm-hmm. the coach is going to have a lot of leeway. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, that, that that alone attracts coaches to come. So they, they know that they're going to have a decision that if they want the quarterback, then they will have the quarterback. And if they don't, then they will have the decision to, you know, either draft a quarterback or sign a quarterback from free agency. So, yeah, so, you know, that's – Yeah, you would hope that, you know, today. you would hope that the guy that, that whoever Joe Douglas brings in – that that guy is, you know, all in, all in with whatever his vision is. Like you said, I'm sure they're going to – the first thing he's going to ask him is, hey, you know, how do you feel about our quarterback position? And so if a guy right. does like Darnold, you know, he's definitely going to, you know, be able to come in and do his thing. But if he doesn't like Darnold, in my personal opinion, I look at the situation like if a guy doesn't like Darnold, that may put him down a tick on, you know, our head coaching candidate list. Think right. that Joe Douglas more than likely is going to want to stick with Sam. I do. You do? I mean... Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I do, ahead. because the thing is, um, I mean, he, he definitely... Because sometimes his words is kind of shaky. Like, you, you could believe some things he says, and then you can't believe some things what he said, because, you know, with the whole mm-hmm. offensive line last year that we had with the um, the Oakland, I forgot his name, um, KO, KO, and he kind of, you know, didn't yeah, hold his similar. word with that as well. Yeah, he didn't hold his word with that. And, you know, so I would say it's a business. So let's see what he does. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if he is going to keep Sam Donald, I'm with it. I'm with it as well. I'm I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Like I said, Sam Donald has to prove me wrong. Like like I said, even if Trevor Lawrence, if we would have got Trevor Lawrence, he has to prove to me that he is the franchise quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. no, no Sam Donald was yeah. not dealt right. Sam Donald was not dealt right. We did not handle him right. We didn't get the right head coach. And I feel like we handled that coach insert very poorly by getting Adam Gates. Every Jet fan knew Adam Gates was not the right, right head coach for this team at all. Yeah. I mean, all you got to yeah. do is just look yeah. at his history. So, you know, that that, that yeah. falls on the ownership. So, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you speak yeah. in facts. You speak in facts, Val. Listen, man, I got to get back to the rest of these callers. I mean, the lines are lighting up. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Happy holidays to you and your family, and you have a good night. All right, you too. And we definitely have to resign on Marcus May as well, too. We have to do that. Oh, for sure. other than that, all right, Joe, nice show. Everybody like and subscribe to this man. Keep doing your thing, Joe. All right, thank you so much, Val. You have a good one. You too. Listen, Val calling in with the fire. There's a lot to talk about. Adam Gaze could be out of here. There's a lot of candidates out there, you know, that be willing to come in and really, you know, figure out what we got going on here. I'm going to keep going to these lines, though. Salute to everybody in the chat. I'll get to everybody again. This is just a sty, folks. On oh, my eyes, just a sty. <laughs> Things going to be okay. This is one of my first times ever having one. I don't even know what happened, but my eyes are a little swollen. But guess what? We're not going to let that stop me, okay? We're not going to let that stop the show. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. So I'm going to my guy, Rich. My guy, Rich, on the line. Listen, Rich, salute to you. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family, my friend. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Jets beating the Browns 23-16? Well, 
he wanted to put that last exclamation point on the fact that, at least in my heart, we don't need Trevor Lawrence. That's right. You're hearing it right. We don't need him. Okay? So, and... Rich calling in with the fire. Rich, Rich like said a, that. Rich, Rich called in and said, we don't need Trevor Lawrence. That's what he said. Go ahead, Rich. So, Jacksonville, where your ownership is just as dysfunctional as the Jets, I don't know why more people mm-hmm. don't bring that up. You can have Trevor yeah. Lawrence, do what you want with him, and continue to watch the other teams around you win the division every year. Because I'm sorry, I just – when they say things like, oh, he's coming in with as much hype as uh, Andrew Luck and whatever, that's fine. You're still going to the crappiest team in the NFL, record-wise yeah. at least. You're not one man that could just save a whole franchise. If that were the case, Sam Darnold should be a three-time Super Bowl champion already. So, yeah. with that said, we went into this game. I mean, don't get me wrong, that we got uh, some gifts in the, in the beginning because of the fact that like most of the team was like on the COVID list, the wide receivers and stuff. But we still did our mm-hmm. thing. And at the end of the day, if nothing else, uh, the Browns have always made – the last few years, they've always made us look bad. Like, we were the first team ever to give up a home run, uh, not a, Jesus Christ, a touchdown to Johnny Manziel, right? So, yeah. finally, after all these years, we've repaid them back and have dashed their playoff hopes. So, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at the situation, like you said, and again, I want to thank you for calling in, Rich. Look, we went out there and we played solidly. Um, I was very surprised that we were able, and I mean, I, you know, I know they were dealing with the stuff from the row row, but the fact that we were able to really shut down their running game was something that I looked at and I was like, wow. Uh, because they only have 45, I think it was like 45 yards total. And like, you know, other callers spoke about Chubb. That guy's been running extremely well. Hunt is a guy, again, you know, that has definitely shown that he can make an impact in football games. And we shut those guys down. They didn't get off and get crazy on us. And that's my, what I want to go to, to you with as well. When you look at our defensive line and not only the run stuffing, but the pressure that they put on Baker and they were able to get turnovers. What are your thoughts about some guys like Nathan Shepard, Basham, and all those guys, John Franklin Myers, getting after it? Are these guys that you think we should keep around for the future? Absolutely. I mean, look at the, the two guys you just named, Chubb and, and the other guy that those were the guys that should have Kareem Hunt. That should have they should have been the two guys getting the ball at that fourth and inches in the fourth quarter. Why would yeah. you do a quarterback sneak? Why? Because they were they were afraid that they were going to get stuffed like they've been getting stuffed all day. So the yeah. defense did their job in terms of you know uh, stopping that running game. And those guys that you named are people that should be evaluated as staying here put on the team for future. Because right now, if you're stopping a great, well, pretty good run game like Cleveland, then all you yeah. have to do is start restocking, you know, in the secondary, and now you got a defense. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the that's the man. I'm telling you, I'm I'm so excited about those guys, especially going forward. And you talked about as well. You need to restock. You need to get more players. We got drafts coming up. You know, we say we add a pass rush. And then, again, we did all this stuff with Quentin Williams out. We all know that he's on IR right now for the rest of the season, dealing with the concussion and neck injury that he has. But, man, can you imagine if he would have played? Can you imagine if we add a pass rusher to, to what, we've, what we're already seeing out here? It, like a legit pass yeah. rusher in the draft? It'd be crazy, man. It'd be completely crazy. But 
I want to go to this head coaching situation with you, Rich, because I know you got a lot to talk about here. Listen, Gaze, the reports is he's gone. Um, he's going to be fired after the season. Who is your guy that you want to see the Jets hire if once Gaze is gone, if the report's coming true? Um, wow. I mean, I went into it wanting all year Eric the enemy, but I, I think I've kind of like changed course on that. Like, honestly, mm. I can't. I can't really give you a name on that because what I would want is I want a seasoned veteran coach, somebody that comes in and is a presence because that's what the Jets need right now. They need a kick in the butt. They need a wake-up call. So they don't need, like, a young guy uh, coming in that's, you know, trying out new things and whatever. I want an older seasoned veteran that says, you know what, Sam, these last three years, Okay, we're we're gonna say it wasn't your fault. From this moment on, everything is on your shoulders to get this right because I'm the guy that's gonna lead you. So who that guy is, I don't know. Like I said, I can't put a name to it. In the interim, you know, like like I said, I won't want you, Eric, the enemy, but I need more of a presence now in the locker room to wake these guys up. Okay, okay. Hey, look, I you know. I respect that. I respect that. So, wh- where exactly do you think the Jets rank in the in the list of head coaching uh, available spots right now? Where do you think they rank? Like your previous caller said, I think we're like three. I think number okay. one clearly would be Jacksonville. I mean, he he said he said the Chargers, but I think Jacksonville because of the whole Trevor Lawrence thing. And number two would probably okay. be the Chargers, and then three would be us. But we just have to okay. make sure no matter what, that the guy who's hiring that coach mm-hmm. is Joe Douglas. Not Christopher yeah, Johnson, not Woody Johnson, whenever he comes back from <laughs> England, whatever. Like, real quick, Joe, I know you have other callers, but real quick, have you ever <laughs> in your life heard of a man who owns a team that he paid millions of dollars for Say, um, I'm taking a four-year break to go be an ambassador in another country. So, I have my brother in charge of it. What kind of man is that? It is what it is. It is what it is, you know. (laughs) We're dealing with what we're dealing with. But I tell you what, Rich, the point is, is that right now we're turning it around. Because we got, they did get the right guy, I believe, as our general manager, bringing in Joe Douglas. He's respected around the league. We've seen him make a lot of different moves that have continued to better this football team. And I think allowing him to make the decisions, letting football guys make football decisions, is going to be huge for us. Going to be completely huge for us. And I'm excited about that. That's what I'm hyped about. You know what I'm saying? So, again, Rich, listen, I got other callers I got to get to. Salute to you, my friend. And thank you for calling in tonight. Thank you. Happy New Year, and I will see you next year because I can't wait for this one to be over. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Rich. You have a good night. Rich, call it in with a fire. I'm going to keep going to these lines. Salute to everybody in the chat. Uh, YGE Zay, there's my uh, link tree. You can link go there and, and check out my YouTube. Again, everyone that checks me out, you know, if you're watching the live stream, uh, my YouTube is Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Uh, you know, you can, <laughs> you can check me out on there and watch my entire live streams. But 
listen, people calling in with the fire. I'm going to get to everybody. I know I got quite a bit of callers. We're going to keep on going, keep moving again, people. This is a sty. I know everyone's concerned. Don't worry. I'll be okay. <laughs> it's going to go down. You know, it's my first time, one of my first times dealing with it. So it is what it is. But I'm not going to let that stop the show. We're going to keep on rolling. So I'm going to go to my guy, Steve, next. Woo! My guy, Steve, on the line. I want to talk to you today, Steve. First off, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you for calling in. Give me your thoughts on the Jets beating the Browns 23-16. to 16. How are you feeling about that, Steve? Well, first of all, Joe, I'm very, very happy that, that, um, that you wanted to wish me a happy holiday. But, you know, I felt really good about that win against the, um, against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, listen, I know Cleveland had some issues, you know, with the whole thing with the COVID-19 situation. But you know what? It's okay. The Jets went in there. They took care of business. They got the W. But here is the thing. That's just not the only best part about what happened today. The best thing that happened today was was reported on the WFAN radio show. And it was reported that finally Christopher Johnson finally has a brain and realizes that Adam Gaze is not the right person for the job. He yeah. should have been fired during the regular season. But but Christopher Johnson gave him chance after chance after chance after chance. And let me tell you something. It, having Adam Gaze being fired at the end of the season is like a 1,000 pounds getting off of Jet fans' back. It's like carrying a cool. big sack of potatoes on your back, and literally it's like, ha, ah, the release is gone. Like, it, it just yeah. feels so good about it. And before we continue to talk, in the words of Vincent Kennedy McMahon from WWE, Adam Gates, <laughs> you're fired! <laughs> Listen, Steve is fired up. Listen, I understand it. I understand it. Adam Gaze has definitely, you know, jacked his franchise up. He's uh, made quite a bit of mistakes here, and he's cost us. He's cost us time. He's jacked up our, you know, our offense. He's, you know, jacked up the progression of Sam Darnold. I'm glad to get him out of here as well. But, Steve, I'm wondering about the next guy that we get in here. I'm wondering about the next head coaching hire, and I'm wondering – exactly who the Jets could be looking at. Do you have a guy in your mind that you think would fit, you know, this Jets, this Jets franchise that could come in here and change around? Who's the next head coach and hire you'd like to see brought in? Okay. So here, that is a great question, Joe. There are so many names that I thought of, and I know a lot of Jets fans are saying Eric B. Enemy because of his style in Kansas City, but let me tell yeah. you something, Joe. There is one person because I believe that Sam Darnold should still be the quarterback and should still be with us. There is one person that I think, Joe, that can come in here and do the job right for us. He revamped Ryan Tannehill's career, and that is to bring in Arthur Smith from Tennessee. If we bring Mm. in a guy like Arthur Smith to this team, I think that should be the guy who Joe Douglas should go after. After. But if he goes after Eric Bieniemy, I would be happy about it too. But Arthur Smith to me is number one. Look at what he did with Ryan Tannehill's career in Tennessee. He completely revamped Tannehill's career. 
And I think if we have Arthur Smith come here and do that for Sam, we could be in the right direction for the future. I am telling you, Joe, I think Arthur Smith is the right person for the job. Oh, you're talking fire. I like that. I like Arthur Smith as well. Um, I'm a guy that likes DeBow too. I know some people don't like Greg or Greg Roman. I'm still, you know, but B enemy is definitely my number one. But I do like the other guys that you brought up as well. Uh, but let's let's let me play devil's advocate a little bit, Steve. What if Smith comes in and says, you know what? I think Sam Darnold is a is a solid quarterback. I like him. I like some of his skill set. But I'd rather have a guy like Zach Wilson, or I'd rather have Fields, or I'd rather have you know another quarterback named in the draft. Does that? Does that keep you from hiring Arthur Smith if he's not excited about Sam Darnold? I mean, it could, but you know something, though? Because I think whoever Joe Douglas, because here's the thing, Joe Douglas is the one that loves Sam. And I think Joe Douglas is going to want to keep Sam. And I think if Arthur Smith does look at Sam Darnold and realize what he went through, like what he saw Ryan Tannehill go through, with Miami when after when Tannehill left Miami. I am telling mm-hmm. you, Joe, if we – I think whoever is the guy that does come in, the guy who has to come in as the next head coach, uh, you know, has to come in and get this team in the right direction. It, it, it just – listen, it's just that and, – and I do think that Sam should be here because the thing is, remember – Sam has never had a good offensive line. He's never had good receivers. And most importantly, he has never had good coaching. Sam Darnold yeah. needs the right coach for the future. But yeah. anyway, I'm going to actually, Joe, introduce you to someone tonight. He's a very, very good friend of mine, also a big New York Jets fan like me. We've known each other for a very, very long time, and we've also have gone to school. This is my friend, Alex Plum. Alex? I'd like you to meet Mr. Long Beach Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on, Alex? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, Steve has brought you on as well. What are your thoughts about the Jets beating the Browns 23-16, to 16, and how do you feel about the reports that Gaze is going to get fired? Well, I mean, I'll say this about the Gaze firing. It's been a long time coming as a Jets fan. I I can, yeah. I can definitely see why Jets fans are ecstatic, like Steve, my friend here, and myself. I'm definitely uh, fired up at the fact that uh, Geese is gone now. It feels like a world has been lifted off Jets fans' shoulders. Uh, and uh, as a Jets fan about the win against Cleveland, I surprisingly enough, and I listen, I'm honestly happy that they're not going to finish the season in Open 16. I'm definitely happy about that. I've also been kind of. Um, Listen, I love the fact that I'm not being over 16, but I've been kind of saying, you know, 50-50 about it, honestly. But I'm definitely happy that they're hopefully turning a step in the right direction for 2021, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about Sam Darnold? What are your thoughts about him going into this offseason? Well, I, I really want Sam Darnold to succeed, believe me. I really do. Because, listen, all the talk about Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that is great. But here's the thing. I do see what trades coming from with the offensive line stuff and everything. My dad, who's also a big Jets fan, we live in Westchester County, New York, he's made an interesting point to me saying, even if we were to draft Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick, he probably would have the same problems that Sam Darnold would have right now with no offensive line. Let's put it this way. Any NFL team is as good as our offensive line. Meaning, like, if you have a good quarterback, you need a time in the pocket. 
and stuff like that to throw the football or hand it up to your running back or whatever, if you know what I mean. You need offensive yeah, line to yeah. get that done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. Listen, I want to thank both of you for calling in. I got to get back to these lines. Steve, salute to you as well as your friend. Thank you uh, for having him come hey, in. Hey, listen, Joe, you folks Joe, have a happy holiday. Joe, listen, before go you ahead. let me go, Joe, I just got mm-hmm. one thing to tell you. When those news reports came out, how did you feel when those news reports came out? You had to be the happiest Jets fan on earth, like a fat kid getting cake, right? <laughs> Listen, you know, I saw them and I said, okay, I, I was I was happy, but I'll I, I'm waiting until it actually happens, okay? Because to me, it, you know, the writing was on the wall. To me, in my mind, I I figured weeks ago that there was no way he'd be able to save his job at all, especially with some of the losses that we suffered. But let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for it to happen, but I'm 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 really worried about the next guy. That, that's where my mind immediately went to, okay, who are we bringing in here next? Who can we bring in to come and re- re- uh, resurrect this franchise to turn us around and get us back in the right direction? So that's, that's what I'm worried about. And we'll yeah. continue to talk about that on my show as well. But, again, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. You and your friend have a happy holidays. Your families have a happy holidays as well to you. Uh, have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, listen, Steve calling in. Steve calling in with the fire, Okay. Steve don't play no games. And he had a friend, too. Friend called in and brought some fire as well. I respect that. I respect that. So I'm going get, to get to the callers. Uh, 914, uh, you're going to be up next. I'm coming directly to you. And then 917, my guy, I think it's my guy, Venom G's. We're going to talk to him tonight as well. I'm going to go to the chat really quickly, though. I'm going to get to these savages in the chat, these savages. They're going crazy. Jerry Johnson in the chat. Salute to you, Jerry Johnson. Jerry Johnson says, Mayfield had a taste of Sam's entire career Sunday. A good QB looks trash without receivers. That's a fact. That's a fact. That is a fact, okay? My guy Jerry coming in with facts, all right? I tell people all the time, okay, you want to compare Sam Darnold and, you know, well, he hasn't ascended, Joe. He hasn't gotten better. Well, this has happened. He hasn't had, you know, he hasn't. He doesn't throw for 350 yards a game. And up. Yeah, because he's got one of the worst – Offensive rosters in the league. You'd look like that too if you if your offensive line was like thirty seconds in the league every year. You'd look like that as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you only had a good left tackle and everything else was not that good, you'd look bad. And another thing, and I don't want to get too far ahead while I talk about offensive linemen. I'm very confused with why Jets fans, some Jets fans, I said some. I'm very confused why some Jets fans are against the Jets getting offensive line help in the first round. I'm very confused about that. I have no clue why people keep being, you know, hitting me on my timeline or anything, saying, oh, no, the Jets don't need to do that. We don't need to take an offensive lineman in the first round. Have you seen the Jets' offensive line? Have you? All right? You see my eye right here. I barely can see my damn self. I know they're bad. (laughs) They're terrible. They're terrible. Everyone outside of Beckton has been so up and down, and let's not even talk about the injuries that we've suffered along our offensive line as well. Some of these guys have barely played. Come on, man. Let's get it together. The Jets should absolutely be looking for offensive line help in the first. You know, whether you take it at, at two, because, again, we're locked in with the second pick, or you trade down and, and take it in, you know, later on in the first round. Like, come on. Got to get it together. I'm going to get back to these callers, though. Salute to everybody in the chat. I will come to you. If you're in the chat talking, we're going to talk. 
Salute to all the savages. Salute to Dudson in the chat as well. He says, let's hope that Sam is not completely ruined. I hear you, my friend. I hope he isn't either. But I think if you get the right coach in here and turn it around, we can happen. Before I get to the callers, I want to make a really good point. If you watch any Bills game, the first thing they start talking about is how improved Josh Allen's mechanics are and how he feels so confident that he can make plays and throws now that he goes out there and does his thing. And the first thing they start talking about is the coaching. That's the first thing they talk about. If you look at Josh Allen pre-draft, one of the things, he was one of the biggest boomer busts in that draft because people were so concerned about his accuracy and his lack of mechanics, right? If, you can, if a quarterback coach or offensive staff can come in and help Josh Allen turn his mechanics around and fix what's going on with him and make him become a thrower, because that's what he is now. Before he was a running back that could chuck the ball. Now he's actually throwing the football accurately. Then why can't that be done for Sam Darnold? Why can't we get the right coaching staff and the right coaching hire to come in here and help him turn things around, especially when he's being protected and given weapons? Why can't that happen? Why? I don't understand it. And if you don't think that that can happen... You're smoking crack. Stop. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to get back to these callers. 914, I'm coming directly to you. 914, I want you to talk to me about the Jets beating the Browns 23-16. to And how do you feel about Gaze, the rumors that are flying around reports, that he's going to be fired at the end of the season? Well, you know, the thing is, that, you know, it's never a matter of if but when. And the Browns thing, eh, it's all right. You know, look, you can only take it with a grain of salt because it's the conditions and the factors and variables. The fact that they're missing their receiving core, which means they're just, they're forced to throw to their tight end. So as long as you can stop the run and just mark that and keep the tight ends covered, you know they can't trust their receiving their receivers. So it's hard to judge them on the performance. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hear you there. They they weren't impacted by, you know, the role in the list, but we did stop their running game as well, though, as well, uh, yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, that's, Chubb that's and Hunt, those guys are phenomenal. I mean, what are your thoughts about our defensive line, our defensive front, really getting after it, stopping the, the run and also yeah, rushing the passer? The defensive line is the one thing on this team that's set in, that should be just set in stone. Those guys are good. They've proven it, you know. Last two years, they've been one of the league's best run stuffers. You know, that's a given, you know. Of course, they've had their hiccups, uh, 49ers. <clears throat> but, you know, they've been, for the most part, very good at that. Okay. What are your thoughts about uh, the rumors, you know, that Gaze is going to be fired at the end of the season? How do you feel about that? Well, I saw the rumors a couple of probably around last night when I first saw some Jets YouTubers posting it, and they, I found the link that they were talking about. And I also saw mm-hmm. Connor Hughes talk about it. And it's good, you know, the, the important thing is, the important thing is about these rumors is that not only is Gates getting fired, we knew that, but the fact that Joe Douglas is running the search, he will have final say on the search, and the head coach will be deciding the quarterback decision. We'll be deciding what, who will be the quarterback going forward, which is all three, which are all three good check marks forward. Because, look, you don't want the, John, you don't want the Johnsons meddling. You don't, want them that, you don't want them to bring in their guy, and you don't want them – to try to force a decision onto a coach he's not comfortable with. So mm-hmm. the fact that none of those are in play, you feel a lot more comfortable. You're like, okay, we're not, 
we're we're making sure that we're doing our best to avoid another Adam Gase like scenario. So yep. I feel confident in that. But yeah, look, as yeah. much as so when you want to keep Sam Darnold, as some people do, mm-hmm. that's got to be the coach's call. That's the call of the coach. Whoever that person may be, that is their decision to make. Whether we like it or not, that's their call, and you have to respect that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you do. You definitely have to respect that. But when you look at this situation, if, if we've also heard from Joe Douglas in the past that he – you know, basically kind of as well came here to work with Sam Darnold, that he was excited about Sam and what he was doing. So I understand it's the coach's call, but say you have a top guy that comes in and you like him a lot, but the visions don't align with what Joe Douglas kind of wants to do as far as building around Sam, if he, if he still wants to stick with Sam, you know, and, and put weapons around him. And the coach is kind of like, eh, I'd rather take fields or something. Do you think we'd pass on a top coaching candidate because they want to stick with Sam? I don't think you can afford to pass on a top coach again. Because, like, you know, that's like you can't force it. Like I said, you can't force a decision on them that they don't want. Because that's what mm-hmm. that's what got you Gates in the first place. It's not the same exact thing, but the principles are the same. It's the same principles that you don't want. You want them to work with something they don't want to work with, and then force you're forced to settle for a guy who's willing to do what that is, and they may not be the best mm-hmm. option. And the last okay. thing this team yeah. needs is to be set back. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you think we land on a list of available coaching spots right now? Where do you think we're that, ranked that, on that it's list? All, that's tricky. Obviously, Jacksonville's number one. The Chargers are probably number two. It's a toss-up between us and Houston. Houston does have Patrick, does have Deshaun Watson, but – Outside of that, there's nothing really there to appealing. They don't have the draft capital. They don't have the cap space. All their money's tied into aging veterans who are really not contributing to the level of their pay. So, I mean, it's really hard. Then you also have the Falcons, but they should probably blow it up. And then you've got the Lions who are uh, Detroit, you know. So it's really hard to – really hard. I, I'd put us somewhere – I don't put us at the bottom, but I say we're out of the top three, just outside the top three, four or five. So who do you have ranked ahead of us? Well, of course you got it. Well, of course you got Jacksonville. They got the first overall pick. They have this. They have more cap space than us, and they also have just as much draft capital as us. And then you have I put the. But they have really bad ownership too. They have very dysfunctional ownership. Yeah, that's why I tell do you Chargers. Th- don't you think that that factors that, into that? Yeah, but like I said, look, as long – yeah, but the thing when it comes to ownership, as long as they don't interfere, it's not a problem. As long as they're just okay, sitting on the sideline and signing checks and watching the game, then they're not a problem. Okay. But, yeah, like I said, I got the Chargers because I you got Herbert there. I mean, they have the mm-hmm. talent. The problem is is the special teams. I, I've told a couple Chargers fans that I've said this to is that, you know, if the Jets clean house with their coaching staff, you guys should definitely look to your coach, new coach, should probably definitely look to hire Brant Boyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, the guys so I'm after, looking at are um, the guys I'm looking at at coaches. I really like out of Iowa State, Matt Campbell. I like okay. he's kind of like Matt. He's kind of very similar to Matt Rule in that he's he can mm-hmm. turn the bad program around. 
And I think the Jets need that ex- executive type of head coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I like to, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about Campbell as well. In the past, we, we've definitely discussed it. I like, I'd like a coordinator that's kind of already in the league right now. That's why I'm big on Arthur Smith and the bowl and, uh, Benimi and even you know Roman as well, but I, I do respect people that want Campbell. There's also some other yeah, no, uh, college about, coaches as well that, that people are looking to bring in as well. So you know I respect those takes. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I can't wait for next year so much. So I live next, I live right next to where the Jets' old training facility was in Peekskill. I am be- mm-hmm. like the moment that I can, I'm going to bury a vin- moment season's over. I'm burying a vintage Super Bowl three Joe Namath card there for good luck. No, <laughs> I mean, I would keep that card if I was you. <laughs> I'll get a vintage, second one. You know? it, 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 it is from the 90s, so it's not that vintage. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you again for calling in. It was phenomenal to speak with you. Next time I have a show, please call in. You know your stuff, man. Happy holidays to you and your family. You have a good night. All right. Happy holidays to you, too. Bye. All right. Good one. Oh, man, what a call. You know, people are definitely, you know, spitting their takes, and they want to talk, especially about Gaze being fired. That guy is, you know, a lot of reports he's up out of here, okay? Some people are confirming it, that he's going to be gone after the season. There's going to be a lot to talk about, particularly when you look at the situation and search that we have. Because, again, head coach, he's going to be our next leader. He's going to be the guy to push this thing forward. We got to figure it out. So I'm going to keep going to the callers. 917, I'm coming to you. Uh, then we're going to go 919 and then 917 again. So we're coming to Venom G's first. I think this is Venom G's, my guy on the line. Venom. Yes, sir. How's everything, go- Bruh, how's everything going with you? What are your thoughts about the Jets beating the Browns? And how do you feel about the reports that Gaze is going to be fired at the end of this season? Yo, I'm happy that Gaze is going to be fired, man. I can't, but I know it's a process, so I gotta, I gotta believe that Joe Douglas is stick with the process. I know they're gonna do the right thing since it's in his hands right now. So I feel yep. good about that. The game, oh man, that was a, it was it was good just to see them put effort for. And I, I know one guy you keep missing out is Basham, man. That guy put on film yep. every week. That, Bash yep. is doing his thing week in and week out. I think without without him on a couple plays, we would have probably not um, beat them. So, so I know he created that fumble on Baker on that fourth down play. So that was he was he's been playing big. Franklin Myers been playing big. Shepard's been playing big. You know, so I I think they got some building blocks to work work with, man. Yeah, yeah, they do. I I like to. Like you, like you said, a lot of the guys you, you brought up, uh, Basham, uh, Nathan Shepard, uh, Fadu Kasi, who I thought is a guy that, again, that we yeah. can move forward with, too. John Franklin Myers, a guy that's putting on. That defensive that defensive front is solid, man. We got some guys. All we need to do is find, like, a legitimate pass rusher, and that will literally yeah. just set things really on fire. And, again, and something, you know, that you didn't bring up as well is Quentin Williams wasn't even playing. So can yeah, you imagine the disruption that we could cause with him? Yeah, so I, I think our defense, you know, the front is looking solid. Go ahead. Yeah, like, what, I got one issue, though, with the whole game plan. How do we have this rookie Mims and not get him no targets? This, what, I don't know yeah. what's going on with, with Mims. Like, I, you know, I don't yeah. know if they're, you know, putting the coverage on him, but this guy hasn't – I don't know. I want to see more from him. I know he's legit. But I just don't see enough of him. I don't know if, if, you know, they have that much faith in him or what, but I just want to see more of Mims. 
you know, and some of these younger guys. Even, you know, I got to see the nigga a little bit this this you know this week as well too. So that was a good eye opener as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, with the situation with Mims, like you said, it's been pretty frustrating when you look at everything that's just been going on, man. Because uh, we talk about it on a weekly basis how we need to see him more. We need to see more targets being given to him. We need to see you know, more more things going his way. Because, again, when we've given him the football and got into his hands, he's been a playmaker, and we've been excited about yeah. it, especially when you're looking at where we're at right now. You know, we're, we're in a full-blown rebuild. We should be trying to figure out what these young guys can do with the football in their hands. And we just haven't just been talking about him. I've been talking about our young running backs, too, Ty Johnson, Josh yeah. Adams, uh, P. Ryan play. We've been talking about these guys because we've seen sparks. We've seen things here and there. But it hasn't been consistent because of the offensive game plan uh-huh. and the way that things have gone. And one of the guys, you know, because I, I want to get to this, one of the guys, or the guy, uh, you know, that has kind of caused these issues with his offensive game plan is Adam Gaze. Now the reports are flying around. They haven't been confirmed yet, but the reports are flying around that he's going to be fired, you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, uh, uh, Venom? And, you know, who do you think that we should bring in after him? I like I, – I, I like – um, the guy from Kansas City, Benami, and I like the guy. I, I would who I really want is the guy from Buffalo. So I, I really, I really like him a lot. Since I think he grew Allen all the way to where he's at. I think since he had Allen, since mm-hmm. he was a rookie to his for the whole duration. I think we should do the same thing, and hopefully he could progress with Sam the same way as well. So I think it's somebody mm-hmm. that needs to be working with a with a quarterback, and, and has proven that. And I heard somebody talk about the guy from Tennessee, but I think Tennessee Arthur Smith has a lot. Of, yeah, he has so many. Tennessee was already a building block already. They had their offensive line. They had they run heavy. They they have so they progressed so much. All you had to do was just place Ryan Tannehill in them in there because they had Marcus Mariota. Oh oh. It, they had it, it was already structured already with just missing that one quarterback. This Jets team isn't mm-hmm. like that, so you're gonna have to develop. You're gonna have, like you were saying, you're gonna have to develop that O line. You're gonna have to draft somebody on that O line in the first round. You know, any yeah. which way you look at it, you're gonna have to get solid there because you can't keep going through free agents and then rebuilding that same O line year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, you're bringing absolute facts to the table. And this is my final question for you, Venom, before I let you go. When you look at this situation, I know you talked about a guy that you, you, you think that Sam should be the guy moving forward. I'm going to play devil's advocate. If the guy that we have coming in, like like say the ball, like the guy you want, comes in and says, you know, I think Sam's a solid guy, but he's not the guy that I want, you know, quarterback in my football team. I want to move on from him. Do you think that will push him down? your list to become the next head coach? And do you think that the Jets would be still be able to make a move, you know, and, and bring him in anyway? Where do you think that that puts, you know, some of the head coaching candidates if they don't want to deal with Sam Darnold? What if they want to move on and get their own guy? What do you think happens there? I think, I think the consensus around the NFL is that Sam is a good quarterback. I don't think is I think the position he's been put in and the lack of talent around him, the issue, but even if they wanted to move away from him, it's just setting everything back even more instead of, you know, you plug it. You have to play at a quarterback already, and now all you have to do is build around that. Like, I think we had this discussion before where you just say, okay, let's give Sam a year 
build these things around him, and if he doesn't work out, now you can look into a quarterback the next following year instead of, you know, mm. doing that this year right now while you have him under contract. So I don't I don't see the reason to move away. But if they wanted to do that, you know, they that's, I don't know why they would, but, you know, crazy things have been being been adjusted. <laughs> so we know how things go. So, you know, yeah. even if they wanted to do that, I think I think they have uh, abundance of picks to to work with, so they can do that as well. No, yeah. okay, okay. I just got to know. Listen, Venom, thank you for calling in tonight. Happy holidays to you and your family. I'm gonna keep going to these lines, man. You have a good night. All right, you too, bro. Have a good, happy New Year and everything. All right, same to you. You have a good one. Ooh, man, Venom G is calling in with the fire, okay? <laughs> Venom G is calling in, all right? He had a lot of great takes. He want, You know, there's some guys that he wants that's on the line, man. A lot of head coaching candidates out there. A lot of guys that could be looking in, you know, for the Jets to bring in. I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. With these reports flying, that gaze is out of here. A lot of people hit me up constantly, very afraid that Gaze was going to be here, you know, next year or maybe in maybe even two years, you know, that they would, you know, have him still here for two more years. But he's gone. Said and done. He, you know, according to reports, you're flying around and he's out of here. You know, so I'm going to keep getting to these callers. Next up, caller I'm having coming on. Listen, I want to thank you for coming on. Happy holidays to you and your family. Listen, I want to get your thoughts on the Jets beating the Browns 23-16. How do you feel about the reports flying about Adam Gaze being fired after the end of the season? Yeah, hello? I can hear you. Hey, hey, hey man. How you doing? Love the show. This is Mike from Bayshore. Absolutely. You know what? Oh, we thank you so the, much. We were out of the Trevor, you know, sweepstakes. But you know what? If these guys are going to play hard for the next two weeks, I'm all for it. So, yeah, we got to move on for it. And you know what? Two, two Mondays in a row, I feel happy going into work. So not so bad, you know. That's what I'm talking and about. And if they beat, they beat the Patriots, it's the icing on the cake. You know, we got to have some type of happiness. As far as Adam Gates, good riddance. He should have never been hired in the first place. We had Matt Rule. We had Matt Rule on a silver platter. Okay, we had Matt Rule on a silver platter. Okay, I know a guy that knows a guy that's tight with Matt Rule. You're not going to believe this. But Matt Rule, you're not going to believe this. Matt Rule was a born Jets fan and a Mets fan, a Knicks fan, and an Islanders fan. Whoa. I mean, you had a, passion, <laughs> you had a passionate coach. Yeah. I want a passionate coach to come in and take this job. Because we all know Urban Meyer, you know, he, you know like he's a genius. He just takes the best opportunity. Okay? And you look at it from a business angle. You know, he's going to take those people in Gainesville all to Jacksonville, which is, you know, not far away. And mm-hmm. he's also going to, you know, bring the revenue into, into London. And if you've ever been to a game in Jacksonville, they're the most friendliest drunken fans you ever met in your life. They don't know what the hell's going on. And it's, just, it's the truth. I mean, it's, if you've been down there, man, they are just so damn happy. That's why they got a damn pool there. They don't know what the hell's going on. But you know what? I don't hate on them. Good for them. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, going back. Yeah, look, now look, going first, back. First, <laughs> hold on a second. Mike. I'm sorry, I, you, man. You're bringing a fire sorry, right now. Man. Listen, I hear you. I'm looking at the situation the same way. And again, I want to thank you for calling in and thank you for watching and listening to my, uh, my content. But at the end of the day, like you said, Gay's being gone. Now it's time for us to get to the next guy. 
to get to the right guy. And like mm-hmm. you said, bringing in a passionate guy, a leader, a guy that knows what he's doing, a guy that's going to continue to move this franchise forward. That's what we need to be doing. That's what we need to, con- uh, to concentrate on because we could talk about players and all this thing, but I'm telling you, one of the biggest decisions that the Jets have going forward is figuring out the next head coach, getting the right position in here. Because we saw what happened when you brought a, a great example up, Matt Rule. We tried to force, you know, force picking his his uh, coordinators, all that stuff on him. He was not having it. He walked away from us because of that. Um, we need to make sure we get the right guy in here that understands the situation that we're in and understands how to motivate players and also utilize their skill sets. I think that's going to be very huge. And so, Mike, my question for you is, who are some of the guys that you like? Who are some of the guys that you look at that you think would be perfect to bring in to the Jets facility to turn us around? I tell you, man, the right guy for this job, no disrespect to Rex Ryan, but, I mean, I would love to have a coach like Herm Edwards, man. You know, uh, and that guy would probably, in my eyes, as of right now, that would probably mm-hmm. be up for this challenge would be Coach Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald, you know, took the challenge in, in Northwestern and looked what he did. As far as Campbell, okay. I would love to have him as well. See, the reason why I'm saying that is that I, when you get a guy that's been in the big seat, okay, he has, he has driven the ship. He has been the captain. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's one voice throughout that whole team. Okay. Nothing. To, you know. I'm listen. The enemy. My feeling. He's going to go to tech to the Texan Houston's. I think Campbell is not going to take an NFL job yet. I think he's going to take Michigan when Harbaugh leaves. I think Harbaugh is probably going to go to Detroit. Um. Yeah. I think. I think Fitzgerald would be the guy. I. I think he. But. But let, let me. Let, let me add this as well. Keep an eye on Philadelphia. There's a lot of rumors coming out that they're going to fire oh, yeah. Peterson. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to make the same mistake they did with Andy Reid. Brought in Chip Kelly mm. and it all went to hell. Look at Andy Reid right now. And let me tell you, I would love a coach with a chip on his shoulder that already has a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I hear you. And, I, and like you, you brought up as well, that there's a lot of rumors, you know, that people are talking about with the Eagles that – this could be, you know, the end for Peterson, and and I welcome him <laughs> with open arms. Amen, brother. Next, Amen, brother. Oh man, if he was the next head coach here, I would welcome him with open arms. I understand things don't work out in other places, but they might work out here. <laughs> they might work yeah. out here, and, and I'd be, you know, pretty excited about that. But but even with that said, I got my next question for you is: when you look at these head coaching opportunities that are open around here, where do you rank us? Because a lot of people look at this situation and go, hey. The Jets, yeah, they got some cap room. Yeah, we got some picks. But, I mean, are we as attractive as the Chargers? Look at the Jaguars. They have cap. They have picks as well. They, they You know, we're locked into the number two, so now they got the number one. You know, they could end up with Trevor. They're going to end up with Trevor Lawrence. The Lions have Stafford. The Texans have Watson. Uh, you know, the Falcons, they're an organization that's one. But, you know, where do we rank in that? We're just the Jets. How do you feel about that, and where do you think that we rank, man? <laughs> you know, that's a, such a great question, man, because, you know, like you said, obviously Jacksonville has the number one pick and the number one cap space, and then it's everybody mm-hmm. else. You know, you look at Atlanta Falcons, let me tell you, those people in Atlanta, man, in the ATL, man, they love their Falcons, and Arthur Blank man, is let me tell pleasure you. to work for. You know, yep. like, let me tell you, man, don't sleep on that job because – and they're looking to move on from Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And that might also be tempting to give you some cap space. You know, Detroit, new ownership there. And, again, you look at the charges. 
I mean, the charges, that's a, that's a great job. But Joe D is going to be doing the hire, and thank you, God. Thank you, God. And Chris Johnson's going to sit there and shut his mouth, which he should have done two years ago. That's just my yep. opinion. And whoever yep. that coach is, man, let me tell you, man, there's a lot of free agents out there. You know, you can't go too much in the free agency because you don't build a team like that. We are in absolutely rebuild mode. And, if, I mean, let me tell you, man, for once, I want to see us draft. And I, I get it. We need receiver help. We need number one line help. We need pass rusher help. But when was the last time we drafted a stud at running back? I think the last time we – I mean, nothing against P. Ron, but the last time we drafted a stud was Sean Green, and he ran like Stevie Wonder. Are you kidding me, man? He was a lineman's nightmare. I mean, I just want a stud like you look at Najee Harris, Chuba Hubbard. There's so much talent that we could take advantage of here. And I, like I said, man, I, it's going to start with the coach first, and we, we go from there. I apologize. Uh, I apologize, folks. Um, <laughs> blog talk just keeps tripping, but we're gonna we're gonna keep going. I apologize to the last caller. I know it dropped and my system crashed here. Blog talk yet again can't handle again. Uh, if the last caller can call back in, you know I'd love to speak to him again. Uh, but we're gonna keep going. I was actually able to recover a caller. We're gonna get to to him. Uh, Mikey, my guy, Mikey. If you are on the line, uh, if you can hear me, please. You know, give me your thoughts about the uh, the Jets uh, beating the Browns twenty three to sixteen, and how do you feel about the rumors that Adam Gaze is going to be fired? Hey Joe, what's going on, man? Um, before I answer your question, I kind of got to correct you. My name's Mickey, not Mikey. Oh, I apologize, Mickey. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no problem. My friends are like Mickey. My how do like, you feel Mikey? about uh, the Jets beating the Browns twenty three to sixteen, and uh, the the rumors that uh, Gaze is going to be fired? Um, honestly, I think the Jets beating the Browns w- was great. I know a lot of people want the team to, to tank, but we're a professional football team. I mean, I don't understand how you would want a team that you've supported for so long and spent so much money on their merchandise to actively lose games. It doesn't really make sense. I'm glad that they didn't go 0-16. I mean, that's a smudge in the mm-hmm. permanent record that never goes away. Um, I would have been happy yeah. with one win, but they're winning two. So, I mean, Wow. Awesome. Great. I mean, we're paying them back for uh, ending their losing streak like two years ago when they got their first one against us, when they got Baker Mayfield. So, you know, revenge is sweet. Yeah, yeah, it is. What are your thoughts about our defensive line? Our defensive line played extremely well in this game. Basham was guy, you know, got after it. Nathan Shepard, Farukasi. I mean, those guys look phenomenal, don't they? I mean, it's it's good to see – the defense just come alive once Greg Williams uh, was canned, I guess. I mean, I just you see so much potential in the defense that just wasn't there in the first half of the season. It was almost like watching uh, – maybe not watching a different team, but it was really, you know, refreshing to see everyone just so full of, like, you know, we, we actually want to win this game. Like, we're not here for the tank, you know. It actually makes me feel like, wow, we actually – kind of did draft some players, you know, no one's phoning it in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, guys are getting after it, man. And again, when you're in a rebuild, the situation like we're in, you want to make sure that you can get guys you can build with. And these guys look like guys that we can really move forward. John Franklin Myers, again, Fadukasi, you know, Nathan Shepard, 
bash them. These look like guys that, you know, we can really go forward with, and they're going to give us some push in the future. And I think the only thing that we need is like a real solidified pass rusher. We need to get one of those guys in a draft that can, we can just, you know, let wreak havoc. And again, we did all of this stuff, all the, all the pressure and, you know, getting after Baker and we, us, you know, forcing him to turnovers. We did that without Quentin Williams. He did not play because he's on IR dealing with those neck injuries and that, uh, that, that concussion as well. So I'm excited about this. What are your thoughts about Sam, man? How are you feeling about his performance? And where are you kind of at with him? Because I know some people are looking at him and saying, ah, I'm ready to move on. Some people are looking at him and saying, ah, you know, I, I think we should give him another shot. How do you feel about him? I mean, uh, to answer that, I just go back to the history books. You know, I'll go back to the library and put on, like, a monocle or whatever. And I'll just do history on the draft. And, like, history shows that – Drafting a quarterback first overall does not always it's not always a quick fix for your franchise. It's actually kind of rare that you draft a guy first overall and then next two or three years you're in the playoff pitcher. Um, I think the last time I remember a team drafting a quarterback was maybe Patrick Mahomes, but they traded up for him and they were a playoff team a few yeah. years before they even drafted him. So I don't think Trevor Lawrence was going to be too much of a game changer draft them in and getting Sam out of here. If we still have the problems that Sam is dealing with, I think Sam is a very capable quarterback. He just hasn't had a lot of support around him, and it doesn't really make sense for us to get rid of him and just put another guy into the same situation that he's in. I think Sam, since yeah. uh, the firing of Greg Williams, he's, he's shown that, Hey, you know, everyone's starting to kind of count me out. I feel like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. He's like, Hey, I was the man in South South California, man. Like they, they were ready to put a statue up of me. All right, like you have to be the best. Absolutely, a USC. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, you, I'm a you big speaking fan supporter, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so am I. You know, but I'm, I'm, I'm fair with my takes, especially when I deal with him. I don't like people calling me a homer. You know, I don't like doing that. I'm an SC fan as well. Everyone knows that that Trojan. You know, what I'm saying, fight on, fight on. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and I, and I agree with a lot of your takes there. I don't think you've been given a fair chance. I do think that if you get the right head coach in here, that you'll see his play ascend as well. But we got to get the right guy. And that leads me to my next question for you is, with the rumors swirling around that Gaze, you know, is going to be gone at the end of this season, you know, what is a guy that you are looking to get in here? Do you have a head coach in your mind that you feel would be the right fit for the New York Jets? Well, um, as far as everyone talking about the rumors and the dirt sheet saying that um, Adam Gase – it's going to get fired. One of my friends, Mark, just texted me today. He's like, Adam Gase is fired. And then I went online. There's like, no, he's still the head coach. If you've ever been in a toxic <laughs> relationship ever in your life, it's not over until it's over. So once, once he gets his pink slip, once he's actually out of the building, security carries him out, cleans out his office yeah. and everything, then I will accept the fact that he's not going to be the Jets head coach. I'm still in the mindset they're still probably going to bring him back because there's something going on in this franchise and it's weird. But hypothetically speaking, so I'm not a complete pessimist, um, you know, mm-hmm. I really um, – I didn't really believe that we were going to get Matt Rule. I mean, I thought it was cool that, you know, he grew up as, you know, like a local sports team fan. But if you look yeah. at what happened with yeah. the Browns, ironically, um, I think Rod Chudinsky, Chudinsky, whatever his last name was, he was a homemade Browns fan, and they still fired him. So, I mean, it's not enough yeah. just to be a fan of the franchise and everything – you have to have all the tools or whatever. So for me personally, I want a guy that's um, – I don't, actually, I don't 
I don't remember which one it is. Either John or Jim. It was the it was the one that was on State by the Bell, but the Harbaugh that's currently coaching Michigan. Um, I think it's Jim. Okay, yeah, Jim. Yeah, Jim right. Harbaugh. To me, me personally, either him or Eric Dianemi, Um, But I think Harbaugh, he really had a no-nonsense kind of approach to the game in San Francisco, and they had great you know, success over there. If it wasn't an Eagle thing mm-hmm. between him and their general manager, um, the guy does yeah. know how to win. I don't know what's going on with him in college, but I think he's the kind of like, kind of like stern, you know, no nonsense quarterback that's going to come into our locker room. That's kind of undisciplined to be like, Hey, listen, I know how to win. And I know how to get you guys to know how to win. You just need to do your part. And I'm not here to joke around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are talking yeah. about Harbaugh as well. Like you, you just brought up, I know that there's some people that you know want him brought in here too. There was a lot of rumors swirling that the Jets would be interested in him. A lot of stuff swirling around. So yeah, I, I hear your take there, and you know, I could I could agree with that. But when you look at this situation with the Jets right now, we're getting rid of Adam Gaze. If the reports are true, like you said, it's not over till it's over. I'm I'm with you there. <laughs> so, you know, I've talked to people. I'm not, you know, right. I, I, I want Gaze gone, you know, damn near more than anybody. But I'm, you know, I'm still waiting and seeing just like you. I'm not going to buy in just yet. But when you look at this situation, where do we rank, dude, on like the list of openings? Because the Chargers are out there. The Jags are out there. The Lions, the Texans, the Falcons. I mean, what makes us so attractive amongst those groups? I mean, there's always going to be more attractive offers out there. Um, the mm-hmm. Jets is we're like a medium ugly franchise. You know, we're not the we're not the <laughs> stud in high school. We don't get all the girls or whatever. Um, it, that's that's always how it's been. And I, I, hearing people complain about that just it's kind of weird because we've never been really attractive traditionally. Um, the Jags, um, uh, the cons, they they've let it be known that like winning is. Number one, that's what they care about. You know, a lot of these teams, Arthur Blank in Atlanta, he's like, listen, if I even think that you can't do your job, I'm going to I'm gonna hire you and then fire you the same day. Like, winning. Definitely. Like, there's franchises yep. that let people know specifically that we, they're, they'll wear a T-shirt. They're just like, we want to win. And the Jets kind of haven't been that team since maybe before I could walk or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. think that our our job is – as horrible as humanly possible. I mean, I still think the Browns, the Lions, I mean, two teams that actually did go win- uh, winless. Yeah, winless in a season. Before Tom Brady, the Bucks were still kind of weird. Like, I don't think we're as bad as, you know, everyone's been punching on- down on us and everything. Um, I mm-hmm. just think it's just a matter of, you know, our owners and – you know, the executives really making it known to whoever they sit down with that, hey, we, we've heard all the rumors. we heard everything everyone's been saying about us around the league. Are you the guy that's going to turn the ship around? Because we believe in you mm-hmm. and we believe in what you can do. Unless, like the Johnsons, remember that they own a football team and can have that conversation with a coach and let him believe that that's what they want to do. I mean, we're going to be in the top five for the next couple of decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you bring in straight facts. I I think it's really important, and it's great that you know even some of the reports that are coming out that Joe Douglas is going to be fully in charge of the next you know head coaching search that he's going to be able to run it because I how many times have we done this where we've you know 
paired a GM with a coach or paired a coach with a GM. <laughs> and, and these these things don't work out. You have to allow a GM to pick his head coach. We have to get our reporting structure together as well. I believe that the coach should report to the GM and the GM should report to the owners. That's how I think it should go. I think Joe, that's too logical. revolutionizing Joe, that's too logical. that. With... <laughs> it's too much like right, huh? <laughs> we can't we're, we're the, we're we the Gray's Anatomy of the NFL. Like, they, people are here one day, they're gone the next. People are going to the parking lot, they're never coming back. It's, that, it's a whole different I just, we, We've got to get that together. Until we get our, our structure together, we're going to continue to have issues. But it's great to hear. Again, these are just reports. It's great to hear that the reports are saying that Joe Douglas is going to be in charge. He's going to be making the decisions, and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get the guy that he wants in here that's going to see his vision. I think that's extremely important because when you have dysfunction in your front office, you'll see dysfunction elsewhere too, you know. And we've we've seen that. <laughs> we saw it, you know, right when we hired Adam Gaze. Immediately there was issues with him and Mac. Mac ended up getting fired. We gave him a free agency and a draft. It, it was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was hilarious. Just bad, but... It was hilarious. <laughs> it was, it was um, pretty ridiculous. But Mickey, Mickey, listen, I gotta get back to these calls. I want to thank you for calling good. in, my friend. It's always good to hear from you. Happy holidays to you and your family. I want you to have a good night, man. Happy holidays, man. Take it easy. Happy New Year. All right, you have a good one. Happy New Year's to you as well. Oh, man, Mickey calling in with the fire. Listen, the, the Jets, we've got to get it together. We've got to get it together. I'm going to get back to the caller. The caller that I missed, I know you're on the line. I'm covering directly back to you. Uh, <laughs> i got to go to the Savages really quickly. Uh, salute to everybody. Val Outlaw says, too much heat from Blog Talk. Facts. Yo, bro, we talk about Blog Talk. Blog Talk. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Blog talk be hating. You can't hate. It's two with two. It is what it is. They can't stand what I'm doing. You know, they can't stand it. They can't stand the heat from the callers. They're bringing the fire. You know, move blog talk. You guys aren't getting it done. You know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll keep on working. You know, we'll keep it going. There's nothing that can stop the blog talk. The hating for blog talk can't stop me. The sty can't stop me. Nothing can stop me. Nothing. We're going to keep on going. We're Jets fans. We don't have another choice. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> we don't have another choice. Portway in the chat. Salute to you, Portway. Portway says, if you curse on Joe's show, he would get you out of here faster than blog talk crashes and drop great callers. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> blog talk be tripping, man. But we're going to get back to these lines. We're going to get back to these callers. Mike from Bay Shore, uh, I know you're back on, Mike. Uh, you were bringing a great point. Joe, about what's, where what's, we, uh... what's up, player? What's up, player? How what's you doing? going on, man? <laughs> Give me your thoughts again about where we land, you know, in these group uh, of teams that have head coaching openings. I apologize. Block Talk is tripping. You're a heck of a caller. Go ahead, man. Well, you know what? Like I said, you know, obviously Jacksonville is going to be number one. And Atlanta, I would say number two due to the ownership. And again, you know, just as much as the Chargers are an attractive job, they're not. They don't have a great owner as well. You know, you you go back in the yeah. day, they fired Andy Schottenheimer and they traded Drew Brees. So you got to look yeah. at that as well. So keep that in mind. And the thing is, though, if they know that Joe D is making the hire and he's gonna, they trust in Joe. Joe is a meat and potatoes guy, 
I firmly believe we keep Sam Donald because if you really look at it, mm. if you look at it like from this from this standpoint, okay, if without okay. Trevor Lawrence, if Sam Donald was in this draft, okay, with Fields, uh, Green, the, the kid from South uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, excuse me, Sam Donald would still be yeah. the top pick, and he still, you know, people yeah. forget he's only twenty three. My own, he's only twenty three. Build around this kid. Get get a stud. Yeah. Do what you can in free agency. Don't break the bank. Don't do a McCagden. Mm-hmm. Do what you can. Maybe get a Judon. You know, maybe get a Galladay. That would be great. And also, man, cool. if we trade out of that number two pick, man, I would love for once, and I get it, we go offensive line, pass rusher, receiver. But, man, can you imagine if we had a Najee Harris in the backfield? I mean, oh, that, boy. Man, that kid's a beast. And then on third yeah. down, slide in Piron and draft Chuba Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, mm-hmm. can you just imagine that? I mean, and I don't want you know. There I, is so much. I, I, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, no, no, you're bringing facts. You're bringing facts. I'm just, I'm big on. I understand people want Harris. I've, I've man, he, he's phenomenal. But I look at the situation. I don't want to go too far into the draft because we still got a lot of stuff coming up. But I look at it like. I think our first couple rounds we need to address wide out. Um, we need to address wide out um, offensive line. I, I think we need some guards. And I, if you can get a right tackle in here, I would still do that, particularly after trading down as well, too. So I'm looking at wide out um, offensive linemen. Hell, I would even go pass rusher. I'm a guy that looks at running backs and I say, maybe if, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if Nadia's going to be there in the third round, but if he is, maybe third round down, because I still think you can find right. talented running backs in those rounds. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily take running back before I address other things, but Najee's the one hell of a talent though. He is one hell of a talent. And I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think we need so much at so many other positions that I don't think we should, uh, I don't think we should look at running back before some of the other issues that we have to address. No, you that's a, that's a valid point. And I, and you know, and, it, and mm-hmm. I agree with you, but let me tell you, man, I can't remember the last time we had a stud that we drafted at running back, you know, nothing against P. Ron. Yeah. I love P. Ron. Yeah. We had Sean Green, but he ran like Stevie Wonder. I mean, he, he <laughs> was all over the place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Look, he was look, a lion's you know, nightmare. <laughs> he was a lion's nightmare. You know. And then Lamont Jordan, yeah, yeah, you, know. you know, we go ahead. Lamont Jordan left us for the Ravens. So it's like we he can't did? get a break here, but. <laughs> I tell you, brother. I tell you, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to address. You know, there's a lot to address, and we'll definitely attack that with the draft coming up. We have so much coming up, and we've got capital. And I think what a lot of people continue to forget, uh, well, some Jets fans continue to forget, we we have two first-round picks. Everyone's just talking about that yeah. number two, but let me tell you something. That, that, that first-round pick we got from the Seahawks, ooh, we could really yeah. gain some solid capital from there. And it's particularly in that bottom of that first round, top of that second. Oh, boy. Because let me tell you, look. I hear you, man. No, no. Everyone knows that I wanted C.D. Lamb, who fell. I think he was like 17, right? Everyone knows yes. I loved him. Yes. He fell to 17. Let me, there's this dude named Tony Jefferson. I don't know if y'all know about him, but I did. And he is tearing up the league right now. <laughs> and they got him in the bottom of the first round. Mike Pittman out there with the Colts playing well. They got him in the top of the second. There's so much value that can be found in that bottom of that first, top of that second, and particularly if we trade down and continue to gain capital, man, we could really mm-hmm. clean up from that pick too. So I think people need to start, 
you know, really thinking about those things as well. But, but my my last question before I let you go, you talked yeah, about where we've ranked. I know you're a big Sam Darnold guy. You want to keep him around. Are you concerned that mm-hmm. some of the top head coaching candidates won't want to, you know, work with Sam Darnold so you may miss out on some of them? Because I, I, there's a lot of people that give pushback about that too, that, hey, if we keep Sam – some of the head coaching candidates may not want to keep them. That may, you know, keep us out of being able to hire those guys. Are you concerned about that as well? No, I'm, I'm not concerned in that because, you know, it, it, you know, the, the, you know, like an Urban Meyer is going to take the easy way out. The right coach <laughs> is going to look at this as a challenge. No, 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 no. he's going to look at mm. this as a challenge. I'm going to fix this. And mm. he's going to talk to Joe and Joe's going to talk to the owners. It ain't going to be this, this wish-wash miscommunication already set up with backstabbing, okay? There's going to be a chain of command, and it's going to be one way. And it's going to take yeah. that coach, and like, like I said earlier, it's going to take that coach that has been a head coach. And nothing against these offensive coordinators that come in here, but it's just something that appeals to me when I, when I hear Fitzgerald you know, even when I hear Campbell, you know, people talk about Lincoln Riley. Man, th- those guys don't leave those jobs. That It's never going to happen. But the one yeah. person that sticks out in my mind, well, let me say the two. Let me say the two. It's Gerald and Peterson. Those are the two that mm. I would like. And, yeah, we, of course we want to sell the job, but at the same time we want the coach that wants the job. Adam Gates took the job because he knew this was the last job he was going to take. You know, Cliff, oh, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury interviewed in Manhattan before he got off the plane. The Cardinals said, you want a job? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, and then, yeah, and then yeah. Chris Johnson made it look like he was Go a ahead. genius. And the, the only person that wanted the job was Adam Gates. I mean, what do you, come on here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, it's just, but, it's important that we get the right guy. And like you said as well, uh, the, the next the next coach here is going to look at it as this is this is a challenge and I'm coming in to fix this you know franchise and get it headed in the right direction you know so well, who, I, I honestly a lot of people like? give the Jets knocks yeah yeah who would I like I, I'll definitely get to that that's a great question I like Eric I, I understand people want to go to college route I know you talked about Campbell and those other guys and some people you want Harbaugh but I'm big on coordinators currently and I'm big on coordinators that have been able to develop and groom young quarterbacks because I want to stick with Sam Darnold. So I look at guys like DeBoe, you know, who's worked with Josh Allen. If you can turn around, if your staff can turn around Josh Allen's mechanics, bro, you, you, you can do anything, okay? <laughs> if, if That's a Arthur good point. Smith wants to That's come a really here, good point. Yeah. Yeah, if Arthur Smith wants to come here, I'm doing it. If he wants to come in and work with Sam, I'm with it. I love Eric Benimi. That's my number one guy. I loved Andy Reid's offense. You know, even after he left Philly, I know people were talking about all these other things. Dude, he went there, got around some young offensive minds. If you look at his tree from Peterson, all these other, they go places and they, you know, they're competitive. They put teams together. Their offenses work. So I think bringing him in here is very smart too. And kind of my outside guy, my last guy, he's starting to get, you know, pushed down is, uh, is Greg Roman. I know some people don't like him. Some people do. He's one of my guys that I have, uh, you know what I'm saying, that I have kind mm-hmm. of on the outskirts looking in out of my top, you know, so those are like my top four. But I think um, another thing that people are not looking at as well, and that's why I'm so glad that these reports are coming out, that Joe Douglas is going to be in charge and the Johnson is going to get away, because I think one of the things that made us unattractive um, was the Johnson's. 
And I don't think people talk about that enough. The Johnsons and their dysfunction, the nonsense that we – I mean, we're all Jets fans. We've seen it for years. Some of the things that they right. ruled, hiring gays, you know, not like you brought up rule, the issues that they had with rule, trying to, <laughs> trying to literally pick his coaching staff for him, all these other things we've had. Now that the reports and things are coming out that Joe Douglas is going to be running the search himself, I think that kind of alleviates, you know, pushes the issues away from them, and everyone knows they're going to deal with Douglas. I'm super excited about this because I, I do not think that we're as far down the list as some do. I think we're either second or third. I truly believe that because we have the structure now with a general manager that has connections that turned a box safety into two first round picks. I will say it again. He turned a box safety into two first round picks. Um, And we've Mm -hmm. seen him do other things to better this football team. And he's respected around the league, like truly respected, not like, you know, Mike, Mike Cagner respected, like really respected around the league and is able to get things done. So, I'm excited about that going forward. What are your thoughts on that? I'll give you your last word. Uh, you know, I, I think every one of those candidates would be great. I mean, we can only go up, but at the same time, we can definitely, we, we definitely, those guys have already proven and showed the stats. And they, they're, you know, their offenses are in the top 10 to top five. And we haven't yeah. had that in God knows how. We haven't had a, an explosive oh. offense. We haven't had an offense where we, as Jets fans, would pick as our first pick in fantasy football. <laughs> Come on. Let's not lie. We're usually, we're usually trying to get the Let's guy facing lie. the Jets. <laughs> exactly. We picked the defense playing the Jets. So, for once, let's get a receiver from the Jets, and let's get a running back from the Jets. How about that? That's a fact. That's a fact. And change <laughs> those uniforms. <laughs> And change those damn uniforms. It looks like antifreeze on concrete. I'm sick of these uniforms. Who in the hell designed that? Don't, those things are horrible, Mike, bro. listen, I want to thank you for calling in, man. Happy holidays to you and your family. I'll Next time I have a show, again. please call in, my friend. I love hearing I'm from you. I'm calling in. Happy, happy New Year. Go Jets. All right. Go Jets. You have a good one. Oh, Mike calling in. Uh, Mike calling in with the fire, man. That guy was phenomenal. Um, Again, I want to thank everybody for watching the show. We've definitely (laughs) blasted through a lot. Uh, Salute to everybody watching. Salute to everyone in the chat. I'm going to go to the savages really quickly uh, before we end the show, but uh, Gene in the chat, yo, salute to you, Gene. Gene says, Brian DeBoe is the guy. Hiring him helps the Jets while simultaneously hurting the Bills. Yeah, yeah, you know. I, I, I like DeBoe quite a bit, man. I like him quite a bit. And like I said, if you can fix Josh Allen's mechanics, you can do a lot here. Um, Gene also says, if a top head coaching candidate doesn't want to come here anymore, forget about him. Move forward. That candidate should have never been the guy in the first place. Yeah, you know, you look at the situation – the next head coach that comes in here should look at this as a challenge. He should want to attack. So I, I like those takes. Salute to Gene in the chat. Salute to all the savages, all right? So with that said, listen, folks, <laughs> I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Please <laughs> be shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. Um, I love to hear what you, I love to hear what you think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well at YoungJ000030. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge. Okay, and I will have my Sam Darnold jersey on 
He's been playing solidly. You know, he's been playing solidly, so I'm excited about that. Uh, you can also follow the show's Twitter at The Long Beach Joe Show. The Long Beach Joe Show. Um, you know, go in there, follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to talk to me? Hey, hit me up. We can go back and forth as well. I'm also on YouTube as well at Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You can also see my live streams when I live stream on there as well. Again, you'll see this thigh right here. Oh, my eyes. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything's going to be all right, folks. Uh, but go ahead. If you want to troll me under the comments, no issues, I will troll you right back with no problems whatsoever. <laughs> and as always, people, when you see me in person, when you see me in person, okay, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. It will cost you absolutely nothing, folks. Cost you nothing. All right. I want you folks to have a good one. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy New Year's to everyone as well. And enjoy your times with your family and be safe out there. You folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah! <laughs>